friends. It's lunchtime. Hey everyone, it's lunchtime. Time to eat. What's up everybody on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. It's our anniversary, guys. Two years. Wait. Three years? Three, dude. Three, three years? Yeah. Oh, man. It's three years and it's amazing. And what we're going to do today is... uh. We're gonna eat, yeah, yummy, yummy, gonna eat, yeah, yummy, what, you know, you don't like that one? Oh. Rashida Douglas does not approve of that. Okay, 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 okay. Just eat it. No, 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 bro. Come on, though. This, no, no. Mm-mm. Cheeseburger in paradise? Uh, huh? No. <laughs> Pizzas and cream. Okay, I don't know. What we will do today, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> some maybe some fun stuff that's happened over the past three years, just real quickly, and then uh, we'll talk about our food tradition, stuff that we ate growing up. Uh, you know, because that sort of takes us back. It's anniversary edition, so why not talk about all the fun food we've eaten in our life growing up? Uh, Maybe a couple things we like to eat now. All that, your voicemails, and more on today's episode of the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> man, you ain't like that, yo, Gabba Gabba? Come on, man. All right, here we go. All right. Well, that's funny because we were just watching Yo Gabba Gabba last night. <laughs> Is that funny? Nice. See, that's funny. Yeah. Somebody, one of my coworkers was talking to me about that the other day, so I, it's been in my head, sadly. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 128, our anniversary, three years of the hashtag Blackout Podcast. I'm Jared. What's up, people? I'm Jay. And we are back and at it again after a little bitty, a little bitty hiatus. But yeah, man, Jay, how's, how's it going, man? past couple weeks it was <laughs> it was gone yeah. uh can't say whether or not it was good or bad because it was a little bit of both yeah. i start with the good i got a well good i got a raise at my job which is hey, good congrats. another raise so yeah they're trying their their darndest to keep me there um yeah. so yeah that was good what else was good uh, and that's it uh, for the bad man so like two weeks ago mm-hmm. well also another good weather has been perfect the past couple of weeks minus the couple thunderstorms and whatnot but mm-hmm. weather's been beautiful uh, bad so like a couple weeks ago I usually do all the maintenance and stuff on my, my wife's car and whatnot on my yeah. car as well so I get on to my wife's car to try and change some oil and whatnot and I'm trying to undo the the bolt that, that holds the uh that's in the oil pan. Uh-huh. I'm just turning and turning, and then bam, the thing that the nut strips, and I'm like, I can't unscrew this. And I'm like, oh hell, I'm gonna have to bring this thing in to the shop the next day. Uh-huh. Next day comes, I'm leaving, going to the shop, driving along the highway, and what happens? My hood flips open, in the on. Uh-huh my windshield flips up onto the windshield wow. and crazy thing is i didn't i didn't panic 
you know, I managed to, to get to the side of the road and put it down. But now, like, the wind, the the, the hood is just all bent and dented and whatnot. And the little corners are, like, flipped up. Yeah. Did it and, crack uh, the windshield? You know, no, thankfully, it did not crack the windshield. Oh, that's good. Did not crack the windshield. So, we got, I got lucky on that part, you know. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But, you know, so, managed to get in the shop, got all that done and whatnot. So, yeah, those were... Uh, that was like the bad bad stuff yeah. that I consider uh, so did that you happened get, to me over the past couple weeks. Yeah, did you get the the oil oil pan thing fixed and the and you get the hood fixed same time? No, I didn't get the hood fixed. Screw that, I man. I ain't about to pay thousand dollars to get that hood fixed. That's how uh, much it is for a hood? For, for a new hood, a brand new hood? Man. Nah, I I'm not about to do that. You oh, know. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean the car is the car is, is older and uh, it's older, but you know, uh, maybe uh, the, sort of not worth the value it. is going, yeah, the value of it is, is, um, it's pretty down there. And what's crazy is I have more miles on my car, my vehicle, than my wife does on hers, like a lot more. I have like probably 30 to 30,000 miles mm-hmm. more on my vehicle, but you know, uh, uh, she she wants to uh, or I want to trade that vehicle in. She really doesn't care if they give us you know a little back on the trade in value. So yeah. you know that's that. But um, yeah, man, that's that's how my my last couple weeks have been. Well, that's you know, nice. and not even counting the work at work, yeah. the lack of work and all the work and dealing with the people at my job. Man, yeah. you know, kind of. It is what it is, but you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever How about you? I know you went on vacation and did a lot of nice, fun things. Went on vacation. It's my, it's my kid's spring break, so uh, yeah, man, it was, it was good to get out and you know just be away for a few days. I'll tell you this though, man. I don't know. I don't see how people love Arizona. Like, I love it for the, for the, for the fact that it's a unique part of the country. Um, you know, there's some beauty there for sure with the red rocks and all that fun stuff and cactuses. And I don't know, wildlife out there is sort of cool, but but I couldn't just live out there, like just live and like stay. Nah. Because mm-hmm. Arizona is one of those places, you know, it, it's desert. You know what I'm saying? It's not the driest part of the country, um, but it's, I think it's like the third driest part of the country, but it's desert. So, so you know, there's a part of year, a time of year, basically like, late October or I guess I would say like November through April where it's perfect and then like May to October blazing hot you know like worse than Houston you know it get up to 120 140 degrees at times I've heard so I'm like nah 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 nah. nope I'm out it's too hot for that (laughs) ain't got no time for that got no time for that but um, yeah, it was it was a good time being down there. We had a good time. Um, uh, we went to this wildlife park uh, called Out of Africa, and they had a show called The Tiger Splash. And just imagine, you know, a bunch of trainers running around inside of a cage, uh, you know, inside of this big uh, cage arena uh, with a pool in the middle with tigers, by the way. Mm. Like 
actual live tigers and getting Siegfried chased and by Roy tigers. Style. Yeah, yeah, Siegfried and Roy guy and getting chased by tigers and they're making all kinds mm. of jokes about, oh, he's gonna eat me, blah blah blah. I'm like one day. Yeah, that tiger gonna go tiger. Yeah. The funny thing is though, the way the way that it, it's interesting, they, you know, we went on a little like sort of like a little tour and or I guess as they were driving us around, they were telling us how they train the animals and they're like, you know, a lot of these animals will get them from birth or you know very young in their childhood within like the first you know year or so and that's that's basically a time frame that they can train them sort of like you would train a dog so the animal becomes even though they do teach them some of those instinctual you know like like habits that they would have out in the wild uh they they domesticate them to the point to where you know to where they feel comfortable walking in a cage with them and and you know hugging up on them and stuff like that now there are some that they will not walk in their cage um just because the animals sort of you know drew the line or maybe they were mistreated at the previous location they were at before these people got them as rescues but but um yeah a lot of dangerous animals like like that uh, uh um, you know like the uh like the tigers and some lions, etc. You know, they'll just walk right up in there and just hug on them and stuff like that. I'm like, no, nah, bro, I'm good. But I also got to feed a tiger, so that was sort of cool. But that's cool. At like a really full grown. Uh, it was a, it was like a, like a two year old tiger, three year old tiger. But it was, uh, it looked full grown, and you can, I guess, basically, I did it at arm's length. Really, truly, they had the a big, you know, big hunk of meat on the end of a pipe, and I sort of slid mm. through the. Slid it through the gate to the tiger, so it wasn't hand feeding; it was pipe feeding, feeding that pipe. So, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was good though. It was a good time to get away. Um, and now back on the grind. Uh, got some interesting things going on with hooks, rubs, and spices, and that's you know work is yeah work is work. So that's it. Work is work. That's it. So speak. What's that? Oh, you, oh, I was gonna say, and you saw Endgame yesterday too. Right? Oh yeah, I saw Endgame. I didn't want to talk about that until you know. Until I mean, I was ready. But... I, I really, I really don't care. I mean, I was, yeah, I really don't care. I think Lashawn McCoy kind of spoiled it for everybody on did Twitter. You, but did you read his stuff? See, I didn't, I didn't read that. I stayed away. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't planning. I was like, well, I was trying to just see what people were telling him in the comment section, and I didn't, I really didn't know what was going on. I saw like the headline uh, LaShawn McCoy spoils it for everybody and everybody's pissed so yeah I just kind of scrolled through and then I saw but you know I really don't care about you know spoilers or anything that's just me personally yeah well but I will tell you I did see Endgame last night and boy oh man I was in love oh such a great such a great film I will not spoil anything for you because I uh, I try to try to keep those to a minimum um you know when i have a chance to before anybody gets to see a movie Uh, i I do think though within i do think though by next weekend by the second weekend release you know of the film's release people will really start spoiling them and and uh you know it'll be more more uh people be a lot 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 more loose with their spoilers out there but i'm gonna tell you man that movie was great that movie it was definitely, definitely the best Marvel movie I've ever seen in my life. Better than all of them. 
I mean, cool. better than Spider Verse for me. I would hope so. I, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth the three hours. I did not get up and go pee. I know there's websites that tell people when to go pee. I know there's. Uh, did you uh, you go with the family or? Yeah, the whole family. The kids stayed and they were good. They were they were in tune. Uh, my wife, uh, uh, a little bit into it, she was like, "Man, I really want some red vines because she wanted some candy, some, some candy." <laughs> you and better we go. Got to get that. <laughs> so I was like, "Bye." <laughs> yeah. So no, nah, she wasn't. She wasn't trying to make me get up. So yeah, she got up at a part that wasn't really. Um, you know, I don't think she really missed anything during the part, you know, story-wise. So, so she got up mm-hmm. and she got back in very quickly, fairly quickly, because I don't think anybody was really out of concessions like that, like they normally are. Movies. So, right. if this movie was high quality, it did, it did everything I wanted it to do. There were great, you know, happy parts or sad parts, but you know, it's it was well worth the price of admission, well worth the time. Um, and yeah, it was good. And the other thing is. I, uh, I I made everybody pee before we left home. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. it's a long movie." Go I usually pee. make them pee uh, right before we get in the theater, so yeah, they pee idea. at the theater yeah. right before we walk into the uh, screening room. Yeah. But they get a drink, and then I say, yeah. "Take your time on your drink. Take your time." Yeah, yeah. But they end up drinking it like thirty minutes into the movie, yeah. and then next thing you know, <laughs> I gotta go pee. Yeah. It's true, man. I, I get it. I will tell you, there's a couple things that happened during the movie that, um, you know, one was, one was sort of off-putting for a minute, and then I got over it. And then the other one, uh, I just wanted to knock some people out. So, one that um, was off-putting for a minute. Initially, as the movie started, uh, there were subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. Had subtitles, and they they just kept going and going. And I, I, for a second, I thought that you know the, that the you know people who were running the film. Um, uh, uh, you know, it messed up. But then I realized as I was walking in, there were some people in like the handicap seats and blah blah blah. And I realized there was likely, you know, some some deaf people uh, in the theater. So that's why they had subtitles. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll get over it. Even though you know, when subtitles are on, you do find yourself reading sometimes instead of watching. So I tried to stay away from that as much as possible, but it was hard. Um, and then come to find out at the end of the movie that the two people on the other side of my wife were the deaf people that. You know they had the subtitles up for because they were signing. But um, uh, but hey, shout out to them and shout out to to, to the theaters for being, for being able to do that. You know and include those people uh, who otherwise would have to wait until the DVD release. And then um, the two guys next to me. Okay, so now I know. I know how people used to say and used to feel about black people talking to movies all the time. These two kids who were. I don't know, teenage range. They were white boys. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. were like talking loudly throughout the whole movie. I was like, my mans, y'all got to stop this. But I just shut up because I was like, I know I'm going to talk a little bit too, you know, to my kids or whatever. But they're talking just loud. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a lot in certain moments when I'm just like, man, come on. Just stop but then you don't want to be the angry black man in there yeah no but then the little thing popped up in my head oh that's just like when people used to say black people talk a lot in movies i was like well okay i get it um but i think so much that so much i think they talked so loudly that the people who were sitting directly in front of them uh, i think there was like a family of four or a group of four they got up and left so i don't know if it was because of those kids talking loud or 
they had something else going on because apparently like you know one of them kept coming in and going out for some reason uh, they left but that was it I will say this though of the whole theater I don't remember seeing anybody but my wife and those people in front of us leave um, during the movie for any, for any amount of time like I don't remember seeing that at all my wife did say she felt like she she felt like somebody behind her was like changing a baby at some point <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So hey man, it was it was great. I can't wait till you get to watch it and we can talk about it on here. Um, I hope the people out there can watch it too. Uh, get a chance to watch it. I, I think it's great. So. so yeah, it's that's great. cool. Eventually, I'll see it. We'll yeah, see. you'll see it. You'll see it. Um. Okay, so hey, yeah, let's talk about work, all right? Let's talk okay. about a One's Gotta Stay that we did a while back. Uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I guess, a couple weeks ago, uh, where it's One's mm. Gotta Stay Thursday. Who would you keep at work, your boss or your coworkers? And got a lot of responses, um, you know, yep. a lot of mixed lot. responses, so... Yes. Do you have that up by, mm-hmm. by any chance? Yep. 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 All right. Well, All let's right. go and talk about it. One gotta stay Thursday. Who would you keep at work? Your boss or your coworkers? Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. First one. Whatever man pie says. My boss, I guess. I work by myself mostly. Cool. Started five podcasts. Says coworkers easily. Random ramblings with Rob. Says coworkers. Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Says I want to win the lottery and need. Wait. I want to win the lottery and need neither, but otherwise, co-workers. The John Effect podcast says, fuck all them niggas. <laughs> Seriously, so what John Effect podcast said, LMAO, fuck all these niggas. <laughs> Long talks, co-workers. J-Hook 1, my co-workers, hands down. The Brown Girl Experience, LLC, my boss. He makes sure I get my pay increase and bonus. Understand, true, true. Q the Great says, I would have to say, boss, my coworkers for the most part are cool. So, okay. Okay, so there you go. Well, Jay, in your situation, who would you pick? Yeah. Man, I would I would honestly echo the sentiment of the John Effect podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. I'd it's a toss-up because some of my coworkers are like uh, my boss can be cool at times. I mean, uh, I did got, got got another raise. So that's cool. Uh, wasn't really asking or looking for one, but you know, uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's a toss-up, man. So go. Yeah. Okay, it's a toss-up. Yeah, I. I always, I think I always fall on the side of my coworkers just because, I don't know, it's it's just like, it's just like if you have, if you have siblings, you know, compared to your parents, and you know, you and your siblings always have stuff, certain things that you'll talk about that you may not necessarily talk about with your parents, uh, or you have friends, uh, you know what I'm saying, that, that, you know, you talk about with certain things that you wouldn't talk about with other things, I think that's what... You know, I think that's my coworkers. I could be more comfortable, relaxed with them. Um, you know, obviously your boss makes sure you get your raise and and all that other stuff. But 
I go with my coworkers because I think my best friends have always been my coworkers at work. Uh, uh, even though I've, you know, liked and respected, you know, most of my bosses, I'd have to say I'd have to go coworkers, man. Because we could talk about yeah. some things that our bosses don't want to hear us talk about. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. Sometimes, because my boss is like, she's only like a couple years older than me. Uh, yeah, about a couple years older than me, yeah. so it's like the dynamic is kind of weird. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's I don't even know how to take this. It's like one time we were uh, we were at at this I forgot it was pizza place or something, man, and we were talking. Everybody was talking in. Oh. <laughs> All right, it's gonna don't mess up, but it's like she was sitting across from me. Mm-hmm. And she was eating on a pickle. She was eating on a pickle, right? Mm-hmm. And then, just jokingly, she's like, "Oh my god, I just love when pickle juice squirts in the back of my mouth." It's like, okay, um, <laughs> like, all right, uh, see what you're thinking. And so, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's weird, man. She like, she has like huge ass breasts and stuff, and. And she's not a bad looking woman, but I've caught her in a different situation where she, we'd be all walking together and she'd just grab her boobs and just be talking about them. So I was like, oh, okay. Oh, she's one of those right. bosses. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I've had bosses like that before. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had bosses like that before. And then I've had, you know, bosses that were the opposite that, you know, were like, Super, super conservative like, don't touch with don't talk don't talk yeah. to me blah blah uh yeah and so i understand what you got going on there with that boss uh that's pretty funny um th- those kind of <laughs> those kind of bosses could be trouble but they're also really yeah. fun you know what i'm saying uh no i i don't know about fun i mean in my situation <laughs> because it's like it's like you don't know when to cross the line because I don't, I don't mess with nobody in my office it's like like that I mean every once in a while I have like little conversations with a couple of the guys because like nine of us total in the in my department so I only talk to like a few there's like a few older ladies that are like maybe in their 50s and stuff but I you know and I'll talk with them from time to time but it doesn't go like crazy over the top or anything like that. Then I'll have like conversations with like uh, my the other graphic artist who's a younger girl than me. So we'll we'll talk for a bit and talk about different things. But I remember in the past, like everybody was almost around the same age in the office. So it was just these weird conversations that was going on. I remember one time I was the only guy that day, and then. We had like this little office meeting, little department meeting at the our little conference table and whatnot. And it finished and then all of a sudden it got on like the women were like all talking about like sex and penis size. And I'm just like, oh, let me just back out of this conversation and like slowly make my way back to my cubicle. Yeah. And I could overhear them and stuff. I'm like, seriously? I mean, I don't know if I should I mean, I really don't care otherwise, but then, of course, you got all these tests and, and uh, uh, what do you call it, like policies and whatnot, certifications that we got to go through, like sexual misconduct and, and just yeah. like being a, 
being uh, uh, aware of your surroundings and who you what you're talking about to make sure it doesn't like offend people I mean I'm not offended regardless but it's just that free open conversation that the boss and all the other ladies are having out loud <laughs> in this area and yeah. I was looking back at them and slow leaves my chair back and like oh I guess that's not my conversation so yeah, yeah it's uh, it's weird man it's, yeah it's interesting when, when they have those types of conversations see I had a boss before that would openly talk about stuff like that so uh, and you know he was a guy too so so he, he would sometimes we talk about it quietly sometimes we talk about it uh, you know a little bit louder and this was always in a cubicle setting where there's at least like 10 or, or so other people, 15 maybe or so other people around. So, you know, it, it I don't know. It's, it's all right. when I think it's funny, man, because it's all right when it's like all jokey and stuff like that. But then, mm-hmm. you know, there could all, if, if you accidentally say something that, I don't know, offends one person. Or mm-hmm. if the HR person walks in, because you know yeah. our, our HR person is like, I just closed my ears, I didn't hear that, you know, blah blah blah, uh, you know. But then again, like people have also been let go or, or you know, given some kind of you know uh, reprimand in oh, yeah. cases where stuff like that's happened. So, so, so you know, you just you just got to know the company you're around to be able to talk like yeah. that. Yep, Either yep, in the yep. office or even out of the office when you're when you're with those people during work hours. Not yep. after work hours or weekends. Man. Talk mm. how you talk. Is is tough because sometimes that follows you to work, man. It's true. That stuff will follow you to work. I, yep. that's why I really don't I don't too much engage with a lot of people in my department that much, you know. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I mean we I had like friends and stuff that I still keep in touch with to this day but they've like uh, they've either moved went to another company or got fired or something like that mm-hmm. so we all still keep in touch to this day but other than that after they left everything just kind of shifted and whatnot so mm-hmm. the, it's it's a weird weird dynamic in the in the office but you know I, I hear what you're saying with the uh, with the HR and stuff like that man it's uh <laughs> You know, it's weird, man. It's it weird. weird. I've seen people get, I've seen people make crazy comments to other ladies, like younger ladies and off, like these older guys mm-hmm. that are like their fifties and stuff. They made comments to, to to girls in the office, and they've took it the wrong way. And I know the fifty-year-old he probably is not thinking otherwise about getting in trouble, but yeah. You know, younger girl brought it to the to HR and to you know ethics and stuff like that, and he got, in trouble. He got yeah, he got in trouble. He got he didn't get initially let go, but there's like investigations and stuff that go on, and yeah. so yeah, bigger companies like that they go deep diving into stuff. Yeah, you know, you have interviews, and so you got to be mindful of who you, what you say, how you say it, and where you say it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely have to figure out and be mindful of of who you're talking to, how that conversation goes, etc. So, and the other thing is, you know, you gotta, I don't know, if it if it's somebody that you know and trust, and you've 
had you know conversations maybe that sort of went that way outside the office mm-hmm. that's cool but you got to know who else is around you when those conversations yeah, exactly. pop up in the office yep. it's everything that happens yep. in the office that that really is the scary part you know so so mm-hmm. yeah man you never know you never know that's why any conversations like that I make sure they don't happen while we're walking around inside the doors. But hey, mm-hmm. I've been involved in some of them, so hey, it is what it is. It is yes. what it is. You know, talking about those pickles, talking about laying the pipe, you know, all these things. So, man, I have had conversations where women would just outright start talking about sucking on balls and saying they're salty, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. How did I even get in this conversation? But hey, I guess if they feel open enough to talk about it with me, mm-hmm. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Okay, they do. Yeah, my wife says because of them tight slack pants I'll be wearing at work. But yeah, that may be it. Um, that definitely may be it. I mean, they're like they're yeah, just yeah. trying to see if the myth is real. Are you wearing a? Uh, okay. You out here wearing the, uh, you know, wearing them skinny jeans? I, I'm not the skinny jeans, just some, you know, some nice dress slacks and whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to think that way or go in that direction. So, <laughs> yeah. nope. I'm happy where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Understand. Understand. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people, let's let us know how you feel who you would who you would keep in that situation. Your boss, your coworkers, and if you have some interesting stories, you know, like the pickle story or yeah. you know, grabbing boobs or you know, some interesting stories that I remember from restaurant work where you know, I turn the corner and look in the look in the coat closet and see, you know, two girls like exchanging uh, 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 exchanging, you know, parts of their outfit or something like that because one fit the other. Oh, just door, to door wide open. Else. No, not exchanging Ex- fluids. Exchanging, their, uh, exchanging uh, you know, rubbing their, their double clicking on each other's mouths or, uh, um, you know. But I have, <laughs> I have seen a situation where I've been in a situation where girl was like girl's like yeah i got new boobs and the other one's like oh really like yeah dude come yeah. and feel them and then like right there like right right behind me like you know this is all this is obviously not like on the floor of the restaurant but like right there behind me like girl mm-hmm. like opens up her top and the girl's like squeezing and juggling and you know back yeah. when i back when i was a little you know young virile single man i was like hey can i can i can I hop in there on that too? You know what I'm so. Yeah, yeah. I had a coworker that's not there anymore, but she had got like new new breasts as a uh, like a divorce present to herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean they were nice, and I mean she'd openly talk about them, you know, with mm-hmm. with me, you know, how it hurt and this and that, and where they put it in at, where they I guess inserted the implant, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, when she brought other ladies to kind of see him, so except for me, I didn't get to see him. I'm not a lady, but I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him, but you know, like hey, you know, we talking about all this stuff, let's stop talking. 
Let's let's see what let's let me see what you're talking about. Show me what you're working with, like mystical would say. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ah, all right, all right, cool. Well, um, so now that we talked about that, let's hear your voicemails. Look like we have a few since it's been a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah. So we'll get right into them. Uh, and they sound like they're from our Memphis correspondents. So, yeah, we don't know what's going down in Memphis right now. So, we need to find out what's going on for the past few days. Or past few weeks, I guess. So, so mm-hmm. here we go. And, Jay, uh, yeah, before we listen to these voicemails, why don't you tell all the people where they can. Where they could send us a voicemail. Send us a voicemail, 3853-BLAKPC. If you're on a phone without num- without letters that's 385-325-2572 yes, got it indeed. Good. yes indeed and if your number illiterate you could just go to one of our pages and find them so there's one I think uh, yeah. like on our twitter or instagram one of them have the number on there so mm-hmm. here we go first voicemail in 3, 2, 1 That's a nice little trick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she said she tried. They were trying to beat the storm. Uh, man, I I'm not mm-hmm. a motorcycle rider, but I bet that sort of has to be a little terrifying if you have the wind, you know, changing directions as you ride. If you have the temperature dropping all mm-hmm. of a sudden, and then you know, rain or hail or, or whatever you know can come with it. So. Right. Um, and you're trying to go that's 95. Crazy. That is that's insane. Yeah. I could I could only imagine, man. That's that has to be scary. I wish I I wish I took up riding back in the day. Yeah. I, I probably would have been riding now. You know. Yeah. I know, like I, I may have mentioned on my on the show before. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my best friends. He's been riding since he was little. Mm-hmm. And his dad riding. My dad even rode a bike. You know, yeah. for a long time. He had a motorcycle. So, I wish I would have took it up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's best I didn't, because I would probably be a little bit too reckless. Yeah, 
I'd ride, I'd ride one of those Can-Am spiders, you know, like two wheels in the front, one in the back. Oh, those, eh, yeah. The, the fake motorcycles, whatever. Yeah. They're accepted no, now, though. They're, they're accepted. I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know how, like, a, like a, a, a real a rider, a real rider accepts them. I don't, I couldn't tell you their opinions on them. Maybe Kayla could tell, could tell us, uh, yeah. the opinion, how they're viewed are they recognized in the in the bike community if you pull up with a one like that to like an all Harley meet <laughs> would they be accepted or would they laugh yeah. at you we don't know yeah. we don't know yeah. oh and uh I guess if, if Kayla didn't hear the latest uh whatever man pod I think they had a question for her that they were gonna ask but I don't know if she heard it yet, and I don't oh, yeah. know if if Chuck asked it yet. But uh, yeah, you should check that out, Miss Kaylee, yeah, if you're listening to that. Out. Yeah, those guys are finally back in there. I think they rattled off like three shows within like two weeks, so I know they're I know yeah. they're doing some business now. Uh, it's yeah, funny the on, last on the last was crazy. Yeah, I haven't finished listening to that yet. Uh, on my drive to um, on our drive from Utah to to Phoenix area or Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a long drive, so I listened to that first episode when they come back, and I swear it was four hours long. <laughs> With the kids in the car? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, they, oh, any, uh, the kids were watching a movie throughout, and I had my earbuds oh. in. I had oh, earbuds okay, in, gotcha, gotcha. so I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's NSFW for kids. <laughs> NSFK. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but maybe not depending on who you are. So yeah, no, 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 no. The kids didn't hear, but yeah, it was, it was a great episode. And yeah, man, they're they're finally back. I think they, you know, they, they said they're gonna be a little more consistent now uh, as some things have changed and sort of fallen in line for them. So yeah, man, happy to hear them back. And B Rob, uh, listen to him, and even our Justin Time boys. So among others, among many others, John Effect, Just Say Words, Kung Fu Driving. Uh, had a lot of listening to do on the way and on the way back so dope dope all right cool next voicemail let's get it in three two one hey y'all it's mr steven 99 y'all sister from memphis okay look i bet y'all been like what i'm supposed well uh, about two weeks ago i rode my motorcycle to jacksonville florida by myself
Okay. Wow. All right. Well, glad you guys were able to keep your bikes on the road. I'm sure that, like I said before, I'm sure it has to be terrifying, man. That's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Hell, it's scary in a car when the wind is blowing your car all over yeah. the road. Yeah, all around the highway. Uh, there was something that she touched on a little earlier um, uh, with Wendy Williams uh, getting divorced. I'm not too up on the Wendy Williams news, but I know that she and her husband have always seemed to have issues the past couple few years. And mm-hmm. I guess there was some joke made about uh, poisonous cupcakes uh, thrown in there. And, what? Uh, the dog going missing. Apparently, the apparently he got custody of the dog I didn't even know that was like a thing uh, to get dog custody yeah. and yeah and then I guess he called the cops on her um, you know here here recently um, I don't know he had, he had been packing up his stuff or one of them been been packing up um, mm-hmm. uh, you know their stuff and, and yeah something went down so yeah man you know I I I have to say this. It always makes me sad, you know, when I hear somebody, uh, you know, have a divorce situation, uh, you know, with their life, uh, you know, in their marriage, just because it's, 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 a, it's not really supposed to be for that. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed right. to be forever. But then I know that obviously there's situations where people, you know, just can't come together or maybe they got together and both of them were in a bad, you know, a bad place in life. And, you know, it was just one of those things. I know this stuff happens like that, but it's I don't know it sucks but hey Kaylee you can you can update us on that um definitely what you know I do yeah right I do know that she like fell out that one day at her show you know she was on the show and she just straight yeah I remember that that was was, I'm not laughing because of it but I remember it's just playing back in my head now I'm just remembering the look on her face yeah yeah I remember that. Not funny, not funny. That was funny. But, you know, I also, (laughs) Wendy Williams also, you know, she also says a bunch of stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of stupid and ridiculous stuff. And so that's why I don't really care for her that much. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't don't care. But I care, but I don't. Okay, here we go. Next up. Can I get a break? Can I just wait for Jesus to be right 
I can remember growing up way back in the day. Uh, not my initial next door neighbor, but like the neighbor, the neighbors on the side of them. Then we had that, like that boy, I, that boy who came over who was trying to stab us. Yeah, that one. Uh, that I know they always had something going on over there. There, then like immediately across the sh- across the street from them. There was this one house, just a whole bunch of kids living there. You know, uh, uh, the dad, the mom really wasn't there around. The kids were kind of sort of on their own. Their dad was, uh, I forgot if his, the dad drove trucks like, uh, you know, like freight trucks and around the, uh, around the U.S. So they really weren't, you know, had that, that, uh, parental type figure at home all the time but they were always into stuff man there was always something going on fights in the front yard the crazy thing I knew all these kids you know they were like slightly a little bit younger than me you know they come hoop and play ball and whatnot. but it was always something going on fights and just yelling and all kind of crap man so the whole neighborhood is it had this like little mixed bag of, uh, of characters you know so yeah yeah but yeah, it's something else, man. But as of now, as of now, when I first moved here, no, uh, uh, I can't say there's been any type of trifling neighbors. Yeah. So we've been lucky. We've been lucky in that sense. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, wow. Uh, trying to think about all the random neighbors. So as a kid, I don't think I had any, like any neighbors to, so to speak, of that. You know, we're, we're crazy to that point. Um, uh, uh, as far as I, I do know, when, when my wife and I got married, we had a neighbor next to us that, you know, my wife always said was like the nosy neighbor. Because, um, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, you'd be in the yard doing stuff or talking to somebody, you know, outside or, or anything. And you just glance over and see out of the corner of your eye this lady like standing in her kitchen just blatant straight up staring out the window you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it was always weird but you know my wife at the time was like yeah I think it's sort of good because you know if anything ever ever happens to your house when you're out of town she'll probably see it and yeah, report it to the cops right um right but but also that was the time when we also lived on a corner so you know and we it was a uh, it was a busier street so so you'd always hear, um, you know, you'd always hear cars passing by loud and stuff like that, but nothing per se that I could say that, that really, uh, you know, that really falls in the category of, of the specific neighbor. Uh, now moving here, uh, however, um, I do have a couple of crazy neighbors. So one that's directly behind us, 
uh, we have an alleyway between our house and the houses behind us. Uh, you know, driveway uh, into your into your back uh, into your garage. So, one neighbor directly behind us, African people. Um, I can't remember what part of Africa. I think Ethiopia, but I may be off. Uh, they like to do a lot of wild stuff. Like they will have their you know gas canisters and like just open flame grill uh, that's normally like a camping grill or something like that or tailgate grill you know or, or the same same kind of sort of like a, a gas burner that you would use for a big pot of crawfish um, they'll have it in their garage full flame cooking stuff constantly cooking stuff and I am afraid that one day they'll mess around and that garage will blow off house will blow up <laughs> because because sometimes some you know a lot of time they, they will cook with the door you know wide open maybe so some of that can can escape uh you are not supposed to use that indoors though so maybe they think if their garage door is open that means not indoors though it is and they have like a little side yard backyard so i don't know why they don't cook back there but then um sometimes you know we'll catch them where the garage door is cracked just a few inches and you know, if you've ever been around a gas fire or gas explosion, that is not pretty. It affects your house and everything nah. around it. So yep. that it, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And what's also weird is, you know, there's one dad, you know, there's a bunch of kids. And I know he has a wife there, but then I also know that there's other grown women that live there. So I don't know if those are those are family members. I don't know if that's extra wives. You know, I know that this is Utah, so I know the stigmatism that gets attacked. I don't know. I don't ask. But I let my kids ask because they know those kids at school. Um, so there's that. So I just try to be nice to them. Um, but the, another thing that they do is, like I said before, we have an alleyway that separates all of our driveways in the back. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll park their car. It'll be like a, like a, you know, like a Cutlass or not a Cutlass, my bad. A, uh, 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 what is that? Like a Lincoln... Oh, shoot, like a big car. I can't remember the Lincoln was. Like a town car? Town car, yeah, town car, something what? like that. They'll a have that park. Man, they'll have that park like long ways in front of their garage, and which is halfway into the driving alley. All of our driveways aren't long in the back. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like a short driveway turn into your turn into your garage. So we're either backing out of our garage or pulling into our garage with no space to turn. So I remember one time my wife was like, hey, um, can you please move that car? Because I need to get in. I need to get out. And I guess they, you know, they moved the car for the moment uh, so she could get out. But then they rolled back around and parked it right back there again. Uh, and that's annoying because, you know, you know, the first thing that's going to happen if you back up into that car, they're going to be hollering and yelling. They're going to be calling and be like, oh, you backed into my car, you know, and 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 uh, you, you didn't my car, blah, blah. And when it really should be, you know, you shouldn't have had your car there in the first place because it's not a parkway. It's a driveway, drive-through alley. Um, right. That's them. So, I don't know. We just, you know, try to be nice and get out of there. And, and we're trying to be, we're trying to move in the next year or so. So, yeah, well, hopefully we won't have to deal with that too too long. Other Another, another thing that, that, that happens with, I don't know what neighbors it is, but in our alleyway, uh, that's where we put our trash can for the for the garbage truck to come and garbage truck will come down and and uh, dump the trash cans on one side of the street just because it's so tight they can't really turn around and do 
I lap back the other way. So all the trash cans are on my side because that's the side that the dumper grabber mm-hmm. is on, right? For garbage and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and recycle. And, you know, people come and put their trash, trash can right up there and some, I don't know what neighbor it is, but they'll put their trash can like right at the edge of my, my driveway, which is normally where I put my cans. So I get sort of mad. Mm-hmm. So I put the, I push those cans way down, way down a bit out the way. Um, you know, because they're in my space, you know what I'm saying? Shoot. Right. Uh, uh, so I don't know. It's just frustrating, aggravating, but then every now and then, you know, they will, and I know this happens with the African people directly behind me and then another family that's next to them. They'll have overly packed, overly stuffed trash cans where stuff is just falling out. So, you know, there'll be trash just laying there after the trash truck has come. So, yeah, I'll, I sometimes I have to shag that trash and throw it back in the trash can. When really, I should probably just pick it up and toss it in their backyard. I don't know. Uh, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's annoying. I hear you. I don't know. Nobody that's, that's overly loud like that that is annoying and annoying drunk but I'll say Kayla you know if you have a good enough relationship with them you know just do what you did (laughs) just yell out there just yell out and say hey you know can y'all chill tonight I'm trying to go to bed or you know whatever but then again it's their yard you know they normally could do what they want to do you know normally could do what you want to do I remember some parties at our aunt's house, Aunt Bernice's house, mm-hmm. you know, or some mm-hmm. uh, you know family gatherings where everybody was outside and it was loud and it was music and it was extremely loud liquor yeah. and it was food and it was crazy. Lots so, of liquor. Yeah. So I, and I don't know what what her neighbors thought, but you know she just did her thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't know. Don't know. Don't, don't know. know. Don't know. I don't know. But those are some fun times, though. Yeah, yes, indeed. Those are some fun times at Aunt Bernice's house. Yes, indeed. All right, here we go. Next up, three, two, one. Oh, yeah, happy belated Easter. Here we go. Oh. Thank you. 
conversation earlier about work life but then again you know i don't know man there's just a bunch of foolishness uh you know i don't really care to talk about the Mueller report um you know because we all know that there's some some foolishness going on with our cheeto in office uh and and you know there's people who want to impeach him and people who don't right i mean at this point shoot he could be he could be you know elected out next you know by next year so who knows? yeah um I, I think the most interesting thing i i am noticing is that uh this coming election uh there's like 20 good 20 some uh democrats running oh my gosh office. yeah yeah and i think so it's gonna it's crazy trying to, to see all this happen all these debates and stuff going down i think uh uh, Biden just finally confirmed that he's running. Uh, yeah. So we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of folks running, man. A lot of people got great things to say. A lot of people got some nice, not so great things to say. So you'll yeah. see. We'll see where the American people get swayed to, to vote. Yeah, this is true. Um, this is true. And, and, I don't know, man. I, I know that normally, you know, when they start opening up the running, if you will, there's always a lot of people that start off and then they start to, um, you know, they start to start to tail off uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as, as, as time goes on and, and as you get closer and closer to the, you know, to the, to the election day. But I don't know, man. Election day is in what? November? Is it November this year or November next year? Wait, what is it? 2020. Is it 2020 2020 election? So it's like a I year. I think it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah, so we got, yeah, so they got a good year and a half or something. Yeah. I don't but, know, dude. Yeah, and, and it seems like now now more women than ever before have thrown their name in the ring, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, I think it's good to hear uh, and get perspective from a lot of different a lot of different people not just men but also women and, and yeah so so it's it's interesting as time will go on and see who you know see who really shakes out in all the groups uh you know democrat republican independent green etc cetera, etc cetera. um you know toe fungus party whatever it is uh that'll be interesting but other than that i mean the only other big news right now is the uh nfl draft and how the Giants pissed down their leg the sixth pick of the draft. That's what I would say. Um, mm. It was, I'm telling you, man, I, lifelong Giants fan. I also root for the Texans, obviously, being from Houston. But, um, yeah, man, when got to that sixth pick, you know, I was just like, all right, Giants, draft Dwayne Haskins if you want a quarterback. That's it. No other options. And the dude's name started with a D, but his name is Daniel Jones. And he's some, like, cardboard-looking, you know, boy from Duke. Duke, which is, you know, amazing football school. Mm-hmm. Uh, tongue-in-cheek, I'm saying that because it's not. Um, apparently, he's, like, the prototypical size and weight and frame. Uh, mm-hmm. But he was only good in, like, a handful of games. This dude, over his three- or four-year career at Duke, through 52 touchdowns, right? 
that's a number. That's, that's not bad. Dwayne Haskins, who I wanted, and most of the rest of the Giants fans, I think, had come to the grips that we would probably get, threw 50 touchdowns last year on a bigger stage with Ohio State, which is a football school. You know, plays in the Big Ten against great competition, against a lot of guys, defensive guys, who went in this draft. So, I don't know. They, they, they were just all excited. You know, there were reports that this Daniel Jones guy uh, ran 150 yards or something like that against North Carolina, mm-hmm. which also is an amazing football school eyes. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what the Giants are doing. They, they basically gave away Odell, let go of some of their other great players um, for nothing, you know, for the most part. And I'm, I'm losing faith in the, in the ownership for hiring this GM who seems to be trash. And there's another thing that's tied in. Apparently, this kid that the Giants drafted at quarterback uh, apparently has ties to the Manning family. Uh, so Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, all these guys, Archie Manning. Um, uh, and they went, he went to like some of their camps and they loved him there. And then also he was mm-hmm. coached by coached by the same coach that coached Eli and Peyton, something like that, um, in college. Yeah. So they're like, you know, he's the quarterback whisperer. So therefore any quarterback he coaches, is going to be great. Well, if that's the case, why don't you draft like the last five quarterbacks you drafted all been quarterbacks that this guy coached? You know, it, it's, it's sort of ridiculous. So I think there may be a little bit of a coup going on. There are people that, that say the Giants, you know, don't like black quarterbacks, uh, even though they had one had a couple on the roster in the past few years. But I don't know, man. It's 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 looking shady and not looking good. I know the Saints got you know got some good defensive players, so I think they're gonna be strong. That's what I heard. Okay. We'll see. We'll see if uh. We, we made it far and get no pass interference call again. So, Man, uh, y'all should have been in the Super Bowl. Not call. Yeah. Y'all should have been in the Super Bowl playing against New England and winning that Super Bowl. Yeah, well, That's you my know, that, that was my thought too. That was, I think that was actually a lot of people in New England even been there, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because New England what's has controversial is, stuff, too. Yeah, what's done is done, so. Yeah, it's done, it's done. Uh, yeah, I, I can't complain about it, but, yeah. Maybe next year, maybe next year. So. Uh, yeah. Other fun stuff in the news. Bun B shot somebody. Did he really? He protected his family. He protected his family from an intruder. Wow. That's what I'll say. But of course, all the it makes it sound like oh he shot somebody, but mm-hmm. he did shoot somebody. But they kind of fell in the the headlines to say protecting his family from an intruder. So yeah, yeah. shout out to the OG Bundy. Yeah, yeah, and of course you know the headline will always read rapper shoots someone, especially after you know the Nipsey. Uh, situation, you know, it's it would just be more of a salacious headline uh, than you know, rapper shoots someone protecting his family, or yeah. you know, in self defense, yeah. you know, rapper shoot, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. Um, yeah, there was something that popped up, but I, I forgot. I forgot about it. So whatever. Yeah, but hey, shout out for protecting your own family. But 
right, last voicemail. Um, last voicemail from our correspondent again. You said what kind of? To the neighbor call. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes uh, you do gotta gotta pull the trigger and, and find a way to get up out of there. Um, if have you ever watched like Happen Leonard? Do I now? Happen Leonard? Yeah, Happen Leonard. No, I haven't. Seen it's a show. Uh, uh, real good show. Uh, it's it's on uh, it's on Netflix. I forgot the original channel I played on, but the, all the series on Netflix. I think it's three seasons, but. Yeah, it was, it was like this one guy, uh, Michael Michael Williams from The Wire. He stars as, as one of the, the guy's main characters, and he has, like, some crazy neighbors. And he's actually set their house on fire. Not saying you should do that. It's just a thought, Memphis Diva. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't want you to go to jail for, like, uh, arson or anything, but, uh, yeah. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe you should just pull your bike in their driveway in the middle, middle, you know, in the morning time when they sleeping, and just rev real loud. See how they like it. Yeah, yeah. Have them pipes going off. That would be a good yeah. thing. Yeah, do it, do it when they're do it when they're asleep. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when they when they should when everybody else is awake. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I like yeah. that idea. It's just I, I can understand how how it could be annoying. Like it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say to do, uh, other than to, yeah, look for something else and then also maybe be a little annoying as well, but neighborly, if that makes any sense, neighborly annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as your dad's Parkinson's, man, that's a, sorry to hear that. That's, yeah, definitely sorry to hear that. And that's a, that's a terrible disease. And that's what my grandfather had, uh, uh, you know, on my dad's side before he passed, um, and it's very difficult to deal with, especially if that person either stays with you or lives with you or lives nearby you, um, um, you know, where you, 
have to be, you have to check on them a lot. It's, it's, uh, it's a difficult disease. My wife's uncle had that disease and that she would sort of consider him her father figure. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it is just, uh, yeah, it is difficult because I don't know. Sometimes they're there with you and lucid and fine and sometimes they're not. So it's tough to deal with, uh, you know, definitely, you know, try to get as much help as possible as you can for him and for yourself, you know, the self-care part of it, uh, uh, you know, and try to have family, you know, be as helpful as possible in the, in the time that, you know, that you can. So Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy time. Well, all right. Well, oh man, thank you for all those voicemails. Definitely appreciate it. It's been a minute since we've been on. So yeah, we had them stacked up. Uh, some good combo there. So now uh, what we'll do is we'll shift and talk about what we talked about at the top of the show uh, is our food tradition. So uh, I'm, I grew up in Houston, Texas. My mom is from Louisiana. My dad is from Mississippi. Uh, Jay grew up in Louisiana both parents from Louisiana. Um, I now live in Utah. He now lives in Texas. Uh, and yeah, man. So over the course of our lives, uh, I would definitely say, uh, that we have both experienced quite a bit of different kinds of foods. Um, but then, uh, also the traditional food that we had as kids, uh, and grew up with that we still love to this day, uh, um, you know, are, are still ingrained in our memory and, and in our daily, I guess our weekly, uh, uh, you know, menus at home or whatever. So, yeah. So we just wanted to talk about some of the food that we that we knew and loved as kids and, and etc. Um, and some yeah. other things revolving around that. So, yeah, yeah. So Jay, man, why don't you why don't you talk about some stuff that you loved uh, as a kid? Or man, it's a lot because it's. You know, as I get older now, as I'm, I am older now, I realize it was more, I guess, culturally uh, significant in Louisiana. You know, eating a lot of different foods that you will not probably find any place else. Maybe Mississippi, maybe southern parts of Texas, eastern parts yeah. of Texas, possibly. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that came to mind that I used to love smelling and and eating when I was young was my dad's turtle turtle sauce pecan, but I can't find it anywhere else. I used to go and catch turtles with them, kill them, clean them, chop them up, cook them, you know? So that's, for me, that's tradition. That was culture and things like that, but I don't do it this day. Do I remember how to do it? Yeah. Do I still go hunting for turtles? No. Um, that was something that, that I loved. Um, I don't know if you've ever eaten turtle or any of our listeners yeah. have ever eaten turtle, but it was pretty good to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've definitely had the turtle before. It's good, man. Yeah. So that, uh, I mean, also growing up in Louisiana, you got a ton of other things. Hold on. Let me see. Somebody's about to come in this door. Come on in if you're coming in. Hold on, give me a second. All right. What's up? Why are you so hot? What do you need? It's not working. What do you mean it's not working? It's not. Go figure it out. Go figure it out then. 
sorry, man. It's like you get so frustrated when you can't figure out a game or something, and yeah. old school Popeye has to come to the rescue and yeah, and good. beat whatever character. So I don't even know what I'm talking good. about. Uh, other stuff in Louisiana that uh, we're used to, eating. of course, boudin. You nobody makes it better than Southern Louisiana. Mm. You know, yeah. there's a difference between the northern part and the southern part. Um, so, and it's only in a, a little, little pocket of little pockets of Southern Louisiana that you find really great food in. I mean, I don't, I hadn't had any in New Orleans, but you go from uh, that central to Southern portion and you get some really great food in. And I guess, what is that place called? Uh, not Ron Razu's uh, Papados. Is it Papados? Yeah. I don't know how many Papados yeah. they got around. They got it around the country, but nah, I had it there. Nah, I'll be. That ain't it. Uh, Walmart has some that eh, it's it's decent if you can't find any good one. It's decent if you throw it on the grill. It's just decent at best. It's not awesome or phenomenal. <laughs> Which one was that called but, uh, again? I, I was looking for the name. Uh, zoom, zoom, yeah, zoom, 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 something, zoomies or something. I don't, I don't remember. It's the only one at Walmart in like the brat section. Uh, yeah. But there's decent at best. Uh, you know, of course, the crawfish, crawfish balls that are all over the United States. You could get crawfish shipped from Louisiana and have it to your door in like 24 hours or something like that. Um, nice. If you order through certain companies. Uh, that... You know, you got the crawfish etouffee. You got, you know, uh, what else? You got your po' boys that that are varied. They're different from like New Orleans going and then traveling westbound through mm-hmm. the central portion of Louisiana. So they're a lot different, you know, with bread and, and whatever. I mean, I'm just I'm pretty much just talking about food traditionally in Louisiana, not food traditional to me. Yeah, of course, yeah. gumbo is always a big thing. Uh, my parents make gumbo, what, probably every other week, I'll say. Even in the summertime, people always complain about, oh, it's so hot to have gumbo. Like, isn't your other food hot too? So, uh, yeah, gumbo. Um, what else? Lots of fish. Lots yeah. of uh, you know, fish cubion for those people people out there who know what yeah. I'm talking about. It's weird, man. It's, it's a lot of foods that are tradition and culture in southern Louisiana that you can't find anywhere else. Like, I grew up calling rice, or what everybody else called dirty rice. I called it, always yeah. knew it as rice dressing, but then you travel other places and it's like dirty rice. Okay, You yeah. got that stuff, you got your jump you got all that that there yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah I could go on and on about the things I used to eat growing up that are just staples in Louisiana versus every other place yeah so I don't know what do you what do you got what's your Texas Man. Houston cultural food traditions well, I, or whatever yeah I, it, it's interesting because I do appreciate I do appreciate the fact that you know you call it rice dressing but other people call it dirty rice I used to call it a little bit of both but I think I normally said dirty rice more than anything. Uh, oh, oh, and also, and not yeah. to cut you off, but, but like go. even a uh, crackling. Like I was showed mm-hmm. you a picture of crackling, like hard crackling, like a yeah. lot of different pieces. Just it, it's not the same as when I grew up. 
it's like I go in there, you think crackling, and it's just like these little, I don't know, man. I, I can't even describe the, the look of it. It just looks like little skin crispy whatevers. But yeah. I'm used to the crackling where it's like you got your fat, you got layers of like hog meat or pork and then fat mm-hmm. and then you got the skin on it all together as one instead of just like fried skin or fried fat you know what I'm saying so yeah. that's what I'm used to versus the other thing Yeah, it, it like trips me out when like some here will say oh, oh I got some crackling and I'm like let me try something and then I look at them like nah I can't it's have that <laughs> it don't look right yeah. yeah they gotta have some meat on them yeah. I um I, I bought some, you know, some like at a store, uh, you know, in a, in a plastic, you know, plastic bag, you know, they sort of look like, uh, sort of look like pigskins, uh, rather than crap. Yeah. So yeah, man, um, I had some more recently and I was just like, nah, I'm good. Uh, uh, here, you know, that I found here. Um, so yeah, but like, like I said, man, you know, I, I appreciate Louisiana food cause my mom is from there, uh, you know, she's your dad's sister and then my dad is from Mississippi so you know my my I guess my Texas food traditions are basically a fusion of Louisiana Mississippi southern soul food comfort food and then also Texas food so you know being from Texas you know barbecue is a big staple uh and 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 uh you know I you know with Hooks Road being my I guess being my business or whatever I sort of fell in love with barbecue as a kid, so anything on the grill, um, you know, anything smoked, uh, you know, so obviously like the briskets, uh, 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 you know, chicken, chicken wings, chicken leg quarters, you know, used to be one of my favorite things. I don't see it as much in stores here, uh, leg quarters, I just see, um, you know, split or whatever, but but yeah, I, uh, I love that type of stuff as a kid. Uh, but then also, uh, you know, mix into that, you know, soul food uh, and the like. So, you know, you have you have your mac and cheeses. You have your, uh, uh, you know, you have your um, big red to wash it all down with. Um, you know, you have your cornbread. You have your cornbread dressing. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, but then so so we have all this stuff, right? We have all this stuff. We have greens. Oh, man, greens. With a little bit of ham hocks, don't even get me started, man. I love that stuff. Uh, we have all that stuff, but then um, on top of that, with it being Texas, you have a little bit of Mexican mixed in. Uh, uh, so you got fajitas, you got tacos of all kinds, um, you got sweet tea, and and you know sweet tea is a thing. You know, it's not just not just the tea that you brew and you drop a bag in like. It is like some straight up tea with a bunch of sugar in it, and it it tastes oh it's it's the it's be, it's the best stuff ever. You know what I'm saying? If you find a place with some great sweet tea, then that's pretty much the only kind of sweet tea you like to keep going back to. But then we have a couple of different chilies, right? So you have chili. I don't like bean chili. I like meat chili. But then you have chili con carne, so it's like a Mexican. A Tex-Mex version of chili, so chili with meat, uh, but it's more like spice, like a like a Mexican dish rather than, you know, just a straight up chili dish. Chicken fried steak, chicken fried chicken. In Texas, we like to fry everything possible. So, yeah, man. That's, that's I noticed Oreos, Twinkies. 
I'm telling you, man. Go to go to that Texas State Fair. Fried ice Dallas. cream. I still don't You'll understand that one. Everything fried. That that's absolutely fried margarita, fried uh, 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 cheesecake. You know, fried everything. Fried butter. Fried bacon. Fried bacon. I didn't get that. I saw they a fried, fried bacon. bacon. I I know they they wrapped the. I think it was they wrapped the hot dog bacon battered it fried it and did something else and fried it again <laughs> and I'm like damn my heart hurts my heart hurts my chest yeah. hurts just look at that double frying something is actually a big thing like it's a good thing because that's actually what makes fries crispier if they double fry them so they'll flash fry them for you know a few seconds pull them out let them rest a couple seconds and then they'll drop them back in there again so it makes it keeps them super hot on the inside and a little crispier on the outside. So I, I love when I love when there's like a double fried something like that. As long as it's not burnt. Um, let's see here. So so breakfast tacos. It's a big thing, and now now it's more prevalent around the country. But when I was a kid, man, I, I love some breakfast tacos. Some good soft tacos, breakfast tacos. Another thing that is big in Texas that I grew up with and I didn't really realize was not a thing in most other places was kolaches. You ask somebody here what a kolache is, mm-hmm. they think you're talking about a disease. They don't mm-hmm. know what it is. You got the kolache in your foot. <laughs> Man, right? And I got the kolache cut out, cut out my body. The other day. Uh, no, a kolache is basically a pig in a blanket. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. To, right. to boil it down, to boil it down to its simplest meaning, is basically a pig in a blanket, uh, and it's a check, uh, it's a check dish. You know, that was made popular uh, in this little town in Texas called West Texas, and really, it sort of uh, you know expanded from there. But outside of Texas, kolaches aren't really a thing, as far as I know. There's there's other forms of that, uh, but they don't call them kolaches, and they're just not made the same way. Um, but yeah, man, it's basically a roll or some kind of you know some kind of pastry dough that's baked with meat inside of it, or meat and cheese, or meat, cheese, and vegetables. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So uh, I've been thinking about menus for hopefully eventual you know food truck for Hooks Rub and. Yeah, man, that there, there's some form of kolaches that I've been thinking about on the menu because that's just not a thing. There's one place here that makes kolaches. They're a Czech place, uh, but they're not close to me, and they're always closed at like noon. So uh, if I can make it over there on a on a work day or, or even like an off day, uh, I'd be happy to to try them out. But people say they're great. People from Texas say they're great that I know. So um, cobblers, we love cobblers. We love blueberry cobbler. We love uh, or not blueberry cobbler. Yeah, we love blueberry cobbler. Uh, apple cobbler, peach cobbler, all the cobblers, pecan pie, ice cream, just bluebell, best ice cream in the country. And yeah, comes from Texas. No, those just like, I guess, let me see how I'm trying to ask this. Not just a staple in Houston, because, you know, like, I guess growing up in Louisiana, even though we're like state next to neck neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that, you know, we've grew up with as well. But I'm just uh Bluebell? No well, bluebell, ice cream, cobblers and what and whatnot and all the yeah. all the soul food that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, yeah. As well. Um you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm guessing that's just like the things that you knew growing up. That's all the food things. that you you knew, you know, that uh oh, yeah. I mean and it's pretty much I I mean, it's everywhere. I guess you could say that. 
um especially yeah, the the, the, yeah. soul, the the soul food aspect of it that you were mentioning earlier you know i i've i guess more so in the south if you want to call it that um yeah so yeah. I, that's uh, i'm just wondering like are those just things that not you consider list, yeah. only only an only a houston thing or only a texas no. thing or do you are you looking at say, every other i would say yeah i would say that I would say that these are more just Texas things per se, not just a Houston thing. Um, Cause I think Houston is a big mix. Thankfully I lived in a, in a cultural melting pot when I grew up, you know, so people from a lot of different nations, a lot of different food types, you know, between Asian food, Mexican food, Tex-Mex, you know, Louisiana, you know, you name it. Uh, but then, yeah, some of these things are definitely, uh, definitely just Texas specific. Uh, uh, you know, in Bluebell, they don't have that here. Nobody knows what that is here. Um, there's, you know, some other ice creameries that are, you know, sort of, sort of like Tillamook who makes the cheese. They have an ice creamery uh, that's over in Seattle or not in Seattle, but uh, in Oregon, something like that. So that's like, you know, one of the nearest big creameries to here. So that's where, you know, ice cream is a thing. There's, there's not a big like cattle business here. Um, you know, so beef is not is uh, it's, it's a little more expensive you know and and um, you know than it is in texas where you know there's a big cow farm you know there's cow farms everywhere right. so yeah cow so everywhere. so so ice cream is one of the things that bluebell specific bluebell in texas is like a staple if you've been in texas or anywhere in the surrounding states i guess um, you know or states that it ships to it's amazing uh and it's and it's one of those things and and uh, you know Frito pie That's not a big thing here I have to say I remember that Being a southern thing uh, Being from the south And being sort of A hodgepodge right. of flavors It was sort of like The first fusion If you will uh, You know Fritos right. Chili Cheese Some onions Maybe some mustard Something like that uh, Chili con queso Man That goes back to the Tex-Mex You can't find that here You mm-hmm. find it here At the few Mex- you know Mexican restaurants here And it doesn't taste Anywhere near the same So I would call that A Texas traditional food And The margarita The margarita I'm not sure the margarita Was actually like a Mexican drink um, You know before it came to like Tex-Mex food uh, Maybe it was but I'm not quite sure It's a Tex-Mex drink And it's it's made perfectly down south I would say or, or any state where you know where they actually knew liquor laws and knew how to serve and sell liquor uh, <clears throat> as much in Utah. Right. Uh, one, two other thing, two other things that I'd say were Texas staples growing up uh, that I had a lot of, you know, Dr Pepper and Big Red. Mm-hmm. Dr Pepper, you know, is the home of Dr Pepper is in Texas, uh, in Waco. So that's basically the only thing that ever came out of Waco that was good. Uh, the second thing was Big Red. Oh man, one of the best drinks ever. And then, boy, they they messed me up when they came out with Big Blue, Big Peach, Big Pineapple. They had all kinds of flavors. I right. I was gone. But yeah, so those are things that I remember as a kid growing up eating a lot. You know, my mom and dad, you know, made a lot of stuff from their childhood too. Uh, but then mixing in all those Texas things, the Tex-Mex food. You can't find anywhere better than better than in Texas. Even places here, where people claim to be from the state or, or some from the South and try to make it, it's just not the same, man. It's just not the same. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I so, hear you. Now, are you uh, trying to pass on those traditions to to your kids? Some of it, like, yeah. As far yeah. as like, I guess the certain thing. And I'm, the only thing, I, the only reason why I ask is because, you know, like I was talking earlier, like there are things only that I could only see people in Louisiana eating, like as far as like, you know, the mm-hmm. the the A two phase jambalayas and things like yeah. that that are, yeah. I guess, a staple here. They may be practiced, or uh, they may be eaten in 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 other states, but. You know, when you think of that, you think of Louisiana, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, you say bar, you, you know, if you mention barbecue, every place has like, I guess their own certain, but like you got your Kansas City type barbecue, you got your Texas barbecue, you got, mm-hmm. you know, barbecue from like Atlanta or, or Georgia type or the Carolinas, t- uh, t- uh, Nashville or Tennessee, Memphis type barbecue, yeah. Yeah. you know, everybody, but, you know, you can't really say when people say barbecue, I don't think they think of like one specific state unless you, unless I guess it's said while they're saying it. But then if you say yeah. Kansas City barbecue, then only those people who are like uh, barbecue aficionados know, I guess, Understand can what distinguish a, a taste. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just passing on a certain, a particular Texas tradition to your kids, showing them how to yeah. cook certain things are you doing that are you taking yeah actions yeah, to do I that mean, do you even care yeah, about definitely, it definitely man yeah definitely man i mean you know from the barbecue aspect yes uh uh you know um i guess there's a certain technique and i and i'm not sure the kids would that would they'd, they'd be able to wrap their head around it yet but yeah from that yes uh, also from other aspects uh, uh you know like the tex-mex with tacos uh stuff like that yes um uh, but then there's some things that my mom sort of cooks, uh, you know, that that sometimes I am and aren't successful, you know, and not as, as successful in cooking, uh, you know, like like the dirty rice or rice dressing, you know, like, um, uh, you know, things of that nature. So, yes, uh, yes, I am trying to trying to hold on to those. The crazy thing is Utah is one of those states where it doesn't really have like a food type that you would say, oh, that's a Utah thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like Louisiana, you just named, rattled off a ton of things that you would say, yeah, that's a Louisiana thing. If I said brisket, people think Texas, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, if I think if I say Tex-Mex or enchiladas, like a lot of times people think Texas. When you say any food here, it, there's nothing. Uh, you know, there's a lot of hunters here. There's... You know, there's a lot of hunters right. here. There's a lot of a lot of influence from like the Pacific, um, uh, you know, Asian Asian food here. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, and, and then the other thing, which I think is just astonishing, is the fact that there's a huge like Samoan and Tongan culture here, and I can't identify what their food is. I know it's probably something to do with seafood, since those are islands and things like that. But there's there's I nothing that. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's super identifiable. Identifiable, you know what I'm saying? There's there's all the foods here, which makes it an insane place to eat and try to have traditional food. Now, I will say this. Actually, there are there's a couple things that I will say are 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 um, are, are Mormon style things, which Mormon is the you know is the uh, 
I guess would be like the more prevalent religion in the state. Um, funeral potatoes and and there's I don't another one. Those some kind of beans. I can't remember what it's called. But yeah, funeral potatoes and then what they call it, green jello, right? So so green jello was apparently like a big like it was like a big thing for Mormons because for a long time I, I don't think they they couldn't eat uh, chocolate. Um, not because they're racist against black people, but uh, because <laughs> they couldn't have caffeine, right? Um, uh, so they had Jello, uh, and they would always make it with like fruit, right? Or they'd make make a different layered Jello, and it'd be like some weird cream, like thick cream layer in between the colored layers of Jello, make it like rainbow, rainbow Jello. Uh, but then also, like I said, they mix, they put in like fruit, so. I don't know, so that's whatever, but that's like definitely a Utah thing. Another thing, like I said, funeral potatoes. So, do you know what au gratin or or scallop potatoes, you know, with bacon and cheese and all that stuff? Yeah, is? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically where funeral potatoes is. Okay. So it's not like a it's not like a thing that they created. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like a thing okay. that everybody else in the world they calls like potatoes au gratin. Yeah, and they call it that. Interesting. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, even though there's, like, a big, like, hunting community here and fishing community, like, you wouldn't say that, like, oh, maybe, like, deer sausage, I don't know, but you wouldn't say you come to, you you only come to Utah to get deer sausage, you know what I'm saying? You, you come here for the stuff, and then that's about it. The, one of the more unique things I did have one time, though, was was uh, funeral potato bites, and basically they just made, um, you know, made that potatoes au gratin, balled it up, uh, 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 battered it and deep fried it into an appetizer and that was great uh, but yeah man um, so so french fry it's, balls it's an interesting place but yeah french fry balls pretty much but I'll <laughs> tell you this man the, the best food here I've ever had are from food trucks there's so many good food trucks so many different kinds um, and and you know so many different really good types of food that come from those trucks other than that I couldn't tell you what Utah's food is I, I just can't so that's why I try to give my my kids some kind of perspective on the food that you know I ate as a kid. Uh, and my mm-hmm. wife, you know, being from Utah originally, she also doesn't have a quote unquote food type, uh, you know that 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 she revolves to, I would say, because being from here, so she sort of eats a little bit of everything. But the problem with making all foods in my house is some people don't eat beef or they unless it's a hamburger. Um, right. You know. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I have a picky daughter, uh, uh, you know, because of food allergies. And my son is like me; he'll eat anything. So sometimes our meals are multiple different things, uh, you know, uh, to make the yeah. meal work. So understand that. Uh, understand I know. that. I don't know, but yeah, I, I try to teach them some of that stuff. And I know you have a unique situation. Uh, uh, yeah. With two different cultures, if you will, three different. Cultures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, my wife she grew up in Louisiana as well, but. She's like half Thai, so and her mom uh, owned a Thai restaurant, so she does know how to make uh, quite a bit of Thai dishes, and she's already started teaching one of my son, or I guess both of them, like little things here and there, like uh, how to make certain dishes and whatnot. But I don't know. I think for me, I could show that I kind of showed them some things, but 
let's go back to the I guess the catching and killing and cooking your own food from what my dad showed me from just like fishing for food and and you know cleaning it and and cooking it that way I mean that's a tradition I guess all over the world you know you catch your, your yeah. food you, you eat it so um but like turtle for instance I say turtle sauce pecan but I know my oldest son he's a uh animal lover so if he would see the process of catching a turtle killing a turtle chopping right it yeah. you can't I I don't know how how that would affect him you know uh as far as like oh, being an animal lover because he's practically a vegan at nine years old he only eats rice <laughs> and vegetables i mean the only thing you could kind of get him to eat is chicken nuggets or yeah. hot dogs some hot dogs not all hot dogs turkey dogs yeah. there's specific hot dogs right he, he, my, he dog, my daughter will not touch certain macaronis I, yes. I know what he, you mean my kid won't even eat macaroni man it, wow. everything it has to be rice which is you know kind of staple in Asian foods, you know, he'll eat rice, yeah, he'll eat yeah. papaya and stuff like that, and, and different types of fruits and vegetables. But I even had a lady told me he was like, at, he was three years old, two years old, almost three. Mm-hmm. And we were at like the hospital when my youngest was born. I went to get him some some uh, raw broccoli, and the lady looked at him like raw broccoli. But kid eats raw broccoli, ugh. <laughs> you know, so he eats raw broccoli, he eats like raw vegetables and things like that, not really cooked. So, yeah, but trying to teach them like those type of things, that's gonna be, it, it'll be a little difficult. But you know, for those aspects of like catching and killing, like rabbits and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, he wouldn't want to do that. Um, Man, I'm gonna tell you, it's so funny that you say that because when we were out of town, you know. Uh, we're at dinner with my mother-in-law and, and, you know, we, we got to, you know, talking about like different things or whatever. And, and I was like, yeah, I've had rabbit before. Yeah. I've had duck before. It's so good. And my kids are sort of like your kid. Like, they're like, they're like, why would you kill a precious little rabbit? To mm-hmm. eat it? Why yep. would you, why would you kill a precious little duck to eat it? Now, whereas my son would be like, yeah, I try it. Uh, my mother, or excuse me, my mother-in-law, my wife, and my daughter were just, I would say, mortified at the fact that somebody mm-hmm. would eat a rabbit. And I'm like, I was oh, like, well, I'm, I'm from the part of a country, and my family's from the part of a country that would yep. eat anything because yeah, it's anything. country. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like up here. Whereas up here, people wouldn't touch that. They'd be like, yep. you know, more the traditional, you know, beef, chicken, fish, you know, shellfish, uh, you know. You know, and like just shrimp and crab shellfish, mm-hmm. not even like crawfish. Uh, even though the crawfish up here, I I would be like, nah, let's let's go. I'll I'll uh you know I'll, I'll taste some rabbit. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll have duck. You know I'm like, and, and I'll just tell them like you know, chicken. That, that duck tastes just like chicken. They're like, no, it can't taste like chicken. That doesn't sound right. Blah, blah, blah. Rabbit too, man. So just tastes yeah. just like chicken. Yeah, so. exactly. So it's that's that's interesting. Uh, but it's the same way, man. Like people freak out up here. You know, they they don't understand mm-hmm. these things. Yeah, and just the uh, just the and like the cleaning process of just that would get people, you know, just mortified. Oh, you know, freak you out. Yeah, yeah. Oh turtle, man, yeah, I, same thing. Yeah. I've watched my I've watched my dad chop so many turtle heads off. It's ooh, it's like in my head. I know exactly what to do and what not to do. Yeah. You know, and these are huge ass, like 
snapping turtles. So yeah. it's a, a part of my life I, I, I love doing growing up, yeah. doing all this stuff, you know, eating it, you know, and just all this all this food that I grew up with, man. Yeah. So yeah. good, man. So if you uh, if you were to make if you were to make like a like sauce pecan with turtle or if you were to make like a turtle stew or something like that where you know the kid would just think it's just meat and not necessarily know it do you think you could pull that off at your house do i think i could pull it if i didn't tell them if you didn't tell the turtle uh it's possible uh i mean like i said my my oldest he won't try any type of meat regardless i mean even if i i slice a little bit of chicken breast off he's still like iffy about it <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. uh but my youngest he may he may try it just to just to say hey, i tried it what was that it tastes pretty good you know he's yeah, that type yeah. of kid so yeah it's possible i could do it yeah i think the same because there's been times where i made stuff and i didn't necessarily tell him what it was i was just like oh this is enchiladas or oh this is such and such you know and and after they like like if i if i had told them beforehand what it is like my daughter wouldn't touch it you know what i'm saying my my son mm-hmm. would try it you know my wife may not touch it but then excuse me while they're eating it or after they're finished after they're finished i'd say i'd say what it is and they'd be like wow that was actually good you mm-hmm. know I, I we should have that again you know what yeah. i'm saying you know, so yeah, I think it would be one of those things where it'd have to be more of a more of a surprise. You just what the heck was that? Somebody like fall ex- down? Oh, I thought it was something like explosion or something. Yeah, it was like something like it sounded like somebody just fell down upstairs or somebody dropped some upstairs. Uh, anyway, no, but it'd be more like a surprise. You just ate this, and uh, and yeah, yeah, and then they would, uh, you know, then they would be either. You know, just just horrified that they just ate that, or or mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, okay, let, let's have it again. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So you never know. I have gotten some. Never have this. Never make that again, Daddy. Uh, before. Wow, so, that's so, crazy. You know, it, there's been some of those, but yeah, man. But but you know, all this to say, like, I think it's it's a great thing to be able to cheat, teach your kid you know traditions of what you would eat or what you would cook you know that that you grew up with maybe the way that your parents cooked it or maybe your yeah. version of what your parents cooked yeah it. i just don't want it to get you know get lost uh generation to generation you know uh, yeah not at all not at all so i'll teach it to them the only thing is it'll have to be like a constant constant thing of doing it over and over again so that it's kind of like ingrained in their brain to oh yeah to uh to know how to cook this and know how to how to you know live and and <laughs> yeah. live off of off of I, I, I dare to say live off of the land you know just in case yeah, yeah, you know yeah. shit hits the fan and zombies everything that that or or any other craziness that's going on in this world and yeah. you know especially all the crazy food uh, additives and hormones and GMOs and all that other mess yeah. that uh is getting put into our foods we you know I'm trying my best to get away I wish I had enough uh enough property so I could have some chickens and stuff and I could kill my own yeah. chickens and and whatnot so yeah. 
but yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, they're still young now, so eventually I'll get to. Hopefully, I'm around long enough to uh, to pass on those things to yeah, them. Yeah, understand. Yeah, and and yeah, man. I I think you know a good thing that uh, good thing that we did was you know when the kids were young. I think we. We, uh, you know, made a lot of random stuff like, you know, the the cookies and and, and cornbread and things like that, uh, and grits with them. Oh man, I even talk about grits, man. Love grits. Man. Oh Cheesy yeah, grits. grits or grits of butter, cheese, salt, pepper, man. That's that's, See, that's, cr- that's crazy. I, I remember uh, I didn't have cheesy grits until like I went to your house or something like that because yeah. we never even thought about putting cheese and grits it was always just a little bit of salt maybe a little bit of pepper black pepper and that was that was it um i go i went to another place and i know a lot of places put sugar do sugar grits no. i never had them before so i couldn't tell you if it's tasty Man, or not that's but just, a lot of that should be a lot of people claim that should be called cream of weed yeah that should be called cream of weed or malt meal that ain't no grit <laughs> oh yeah, it was weird because we we had visited New Orleans like a, a, a couple summers ago. You know, we just had like a couple of days just to go down there. Went to one of the, the local restaurants and whatnot. And I told them, you know, just give me some grits, a bowl of grits and eggs and whatnot. That's what I grew up on, grits and eggs. Mm-hmm. Hell, grits and rice too when we was like real broke. Uh, I mean, not grits and rice, but egg and rice. So, um, yeah, but he asked me for one sugar grits i'm like what nah be uh just 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 put a little bit of salt pepper go ahead and add a little cheese i guess um so he did that they came out dope but i was just wondering about the whole sugar grits thing i probably should have asked him the grits. yeah yeah and and you know that's that's another thing like here um you know people will have sugar grits or they'll have sweet grits my wife you know talking about her you know utah food uh, experience she likes grits with syrup. I think that's disgusting. Interesting. Um, but like, if my mom ever makes it, like she taste it? in Houston, yeah, I tasted it. It tastes like cream of wheat, man. But then, like I said, she loves cream of wheat. She loves malt meal, so that's probably why she likes that. Cause she'll put, you know, brown sugar or something like that, or she'll put brown sugar in her oatmeal. So oatmeal. So that sort of leads to that. She just thinks it's. Mm. Uh, I think she thinks it's all in the same like vein, uh, you know, granular looking food. But. um Nah, man, she eats like that. I, I think it's bad. Um, we go visit my family, and my mom makes a big pot of grits. My mom just will do like some some butter uh, in them, but then um, you know everybody else you know sort of scoops their bowl and does their thing with them after that. My wife will say, "Hey, you got any uh, you got any Jemima's? <laughs> some syrup?" I just, I just think it's bad, but whatever. But um, yeah, man, I I I don't know. I think it's. I, and and I and I think I've told you before I had a coworker here who put granola, yeah, blueberries and raspberries in her grits, and I looked at her like she was crazy. Um, yeah, but you know that's and that's no, and there's another thing. It is what it is. Yeah, it's weird. I, I look online and I see uh, <laughs> uh, like every once in a while I get on Facebook and I see one of one of my friends who grew up in Louisiana, actually one of our cousins. Um, uh, 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 well, I guess we didn't really hang out growing up, but he is related to us. You know, like my parents would put the like ball of egg at the bottom of that gumbo, you know, and just eat an egg with it, you know. Uh, and a lot of people would 
look at that as like nasty or or something and and then I start looking eggs, at all these other videos yeah just a boiled whole boiled egg it's not like it's cracked okay. and boiled and, and cooked with it but it's just a boiled yeah. egg at the bottom and then just eat it afterwards crack it open and eat it afterwards you know um, okay. and then I look, look at other videos of people and I'm sure you've probably seen these too where people put like hot dogs or carrots or something in their gumbo and whatnot. Nah. And then I want nah. You see, and that's that's the thing a lot of people are doing, like nah nah, but then when you actually think about the African tradition of gumbo, mm -hmm. it actually all fits in in the same thing. It's not like a traditional Louisiana and a gumbo, like sausage yeah. chicken or maybe like some type of seafood, but this is what they did back in the day. They, I'm not saying they put hot dogs in the gumbo, but it was like you put a combination of stuff in a pot, you cook it. You know, yeah. that was the whole yeah, idea just, behind the gumbo. Right? Using all, yeah, exactly. So when I see people, I mean, sometimes I'll be wanting to interject and give them like a history lesson on it. But then it's like, eh, I'm going to just keep my mouth shut because it's just going to like backfire and everybody's going to have their own say so about it but yeah, you know yeah. it's it's one of those things man uh, you know uh, it's, it's a whole like bunch of things we could discuss about food but this was this was a, a decent talk and I would love everybody out there listening to, to go ahead and uh, let us know their cultural foods in their areas I, yeah, I'd love exactly. to hear what's going on in, in different parts of the country or even in the yeah, world man. I'm sure we got some people from Istanbul. Istanbul. <laughs> Listening Let's to go Istanbul. This. Turkey. Uh, yeah. Japan. Let us know. What's a cultural food? It's a staple in your your town, your area, your wherever you're at. Let us know. Yeah, wherever you're at. Yeah, definitely want to definitely want to get some of them food traditions because yeah, it is it is uh, interesting to hear about food from other places. Uh, you hear about people putting random stuff in gumbo. Um, but yeah. then again, gumbo, you know, I think my mom described it to me one time as, you know, it's just a pot full of a bunch of random stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, saying exactly. it's a gumbo. It's not, you, the word gumbo doesn't sound like, you know, souffle or doesn't sound like bisque. You know what I'm saying? It sounds yeah. random. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, shout out to B Rob. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it'd be interesting to hear other people's food traditions and you know sort of where they lie uh with them food traditions um yeah i don't know man yeah but this, this is a good talk uh you know a good little topic for our anniversary edition show man it's it's crazy so now at this point you know how it's been for almost three years going strong now jq is that careless whisper tap that love box you know this is a love box you can talk about in work or out of work yes indeed. so here we mm. go here we go so hey if you live in a place that has amazing food traditions and you know nothing's questioned you know what you're eating because that's the style of food in that area tap your love box mm. nice if you are at a job where your boss is constantly grabbing on her hammer glands or uh, 
some pickle squirt in my mouth. You feel no way about it. Tap your love box. Trifling, loud, drunk, be parking in the grass, neighbors, and you ready to go. You tap your love box. Ready to go. Ah oh, man, let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. If you, hell, if you've been riding along the highway in your vehicle. In the hood just decided to randomly open up and smash in the face teppy love box <laughs> maybe it's just me maybe i'm that lucky guy that is crazy uh that's crazy oh <laughs> wow uh if let's see here oh okay if you have not told your kids yet that the Easter Bunny ain't real. Tap your love box. If your kids don't even care or know about the Easter Bunny, <laughs> tap your love box. Man, I'm speaking too. about mine. My kids don't even get Easter baskets. Mm. Yeah, mm. that's funny. That's funny. Uh, my kids do. And one of them had sort of a breakdown, uh, uh, a little breakdown the other day. Uh, you know, trying to find out if the Easter Bunny was real. So, I couldn't lie. I mean, obviously they know the reason for the season is not Easter Bunnies. But, uh, you know, I couldn't lie. It's not? What? It ain't about Easter Bunnies laying eggs? Colorful no, man. Like it's, it's just like Christmas, man. Jesus is the reason for the season. Because for the season was about Easter Bunnies. Chocolate Cadbury eggs. Or maybe that's just doo-doo. All right. Yeah, definitely doo-doo. But, man, <laughs> I, I, I have to say, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny when I have that happened. I was like, uh, now's that moment when you have to tell them. No more what lies. About, did you tell him about Santa Claus? I mean, he basically put it all in one. He's like, so, you telling me that the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, and who else? Bunny and Santa Claus. I thought there was somebody. A two fairy. Who does that? Are they real? Are they real? Like, yeah. A very, they all hang yeah. out together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me mm -hmm. and mommy know them really well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 I had to break it down and tell them the truth. So, he was, yeah. he was like, I knew it. I sort of knew it, but I, you know, I wanted to ask you anyway. I knew it though. Oh, did you share so. shed tears? Nah, he didn't. Yeah, well, he actually he did. Like later on, he came back. He's like crying. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, uh oh, how? How long before he tells his little sister? I think he said he's not going to tell her anything. He's gonna let her find out on her own. But whatever, man. I mean, we'll we'll tell him. I'll get it at some point, but um, you know, I I think he, he did say that he sort of knew. So, and a giant turkey that comes at Thanksgiving. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, there's no giant turkey that comes at Thanksgiving. What? 
Are the Kool-Aid man is real, though. The Kool-Aid man is real. That dude is jumping through your wall. Hey, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. That's probably why I got a foundation problem now. <laughs> All right. Man. Um, well, I don't have much else. If you think the best food song ever was eaten by Weird Al Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. That was. Or if you think your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, is the best song ever. That's great that the world's pretty great. What about Weird Al's "I'm Fat"? I guess it's, a, I guess it's probably the aftermath of eat it, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you think that Passion Fruit by Drake was the best food song ever, <laughs> Peaches and Cream. 112? Yeah, 112. Um, lollipop. Lollipop. Double burger with cheese. Um, <laughs> Cheeseburger in paradise. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good songs out there. Uh, uh, I don't know. Mr. Ice Cream Man. Master Mr. Pete. Ice Cream Man. Yep. Mm. You know. Uh, I, I'll, I have a question. And, and okay, so if you think rappers uh, are are out of place. Hating on Lil Nas X for his old town road, Tapiola Box. Because um, I've heard that, I don't know, a lot of rappers have come out against him. And more recently, Dave East uh, yeah. has, has said that his song is whack. And, and you know, it's funny because you know, Lil Nas X doesn't really care regardless. Uh, you yeah. know, there's people who say that he sort of rose to the top or, or he rose to this level of, of uh, fame, you know, sort of. Nefariously, or, or you know, sort of like, like too quickly. You know, they, they said he did it the wrong way. And I don't, I don't really, I don't drive with that man. I think that's, I think it's ridiculous. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? But also, yeah. when you're making art, you know, it's not your fault that your song vibes over somebody else's with a certain portion of the country. This guy's from the country. He rapped about stuff that he does, or he knows about it. You know, I mean, was, is that, which was, is what it's all about. That, was that a fact, though? Or was that just, uh, did he come out and say that's exactly what he does? Or did, or has experience in the yeah, Or was that just a joke? Yeah, apparently that's what it is. Apparently, you oh, know, that's okay. where he's from. You know, he rides horses. I mean, I remember in the NFL draft, the first day of the draft uh, this year, you know, they, they noted that there's three or four players who were drafted who own horses and who are horseback riders, and they're black kids, you know, from the South. So, oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's you know, a so common it's not, thing. It's, it's a thing, right? Uh, yeah. So the fact that he put it on the that that uh, I, I don't know who you know codes it or, or who you know categorizes it as country or whatever it is, but um, you know it came out on the country music charts. They stripped it off of there. Uh, so now I guess right. it's on the pop or hip hop or something else like that. But you know, regardless of who it is, you know. Regardless of, of what music it is, you know you're you're talking about your experiences or, or whatever. You know, right. he has a he has a great beat to it. You know, it's a funny, catchy tune. 
Um, you know, maybe Dave East is mad that he doesn't have anything that's funny and catchy like that. I don't know. Uh, or maybe some other ma- rappers are mad that, you know, it seems like this kid, you know, put out one song and all of a sudden it blew up. And yeah. these guys have been grinding for years and they haven't. Yeah, but, I mean, some of these guys are just like purists and I could, I could understand yeah. about the purity of, of keeping that particular art, art, but we'll just have to see. Uh, next year if Lil Nas X drops another song that's gonna be just as catchy or just yeah. as popular and or if he's just a one hit wonder you know yeah, that could be it but then but then I then I have to say like what part of the art is art because the guy is rapping yeah it's, I mean it's, it's the, not it's not a multi it's not a multi bar song you know it's it's a he yeah. basically has like what like two verses right uh, so maybe it is yeah. but but you know what what is like how do you how do you define the purity of rap? Because that could be that could be a lot of different things. Because you have guys like we talked about before. You have guys like E40 who doesn't necessarily rap on beat. Um, but, I mean, you have guys like you know, but but he always ends he always ends on beat. So I'll say that. But then you have guys like Blueface. Who, you know, we both I don't I don't like him per se, but he also doesn't rap on beat. But people don't like him. But you have guys who rap perfectly on beat. People love them, don't like them. So I, I don't know. I don't know. But then that I, doesn't. I think... That doesn't really. I mean, E40, and that doesn't really have anything to do about being pure with with rap. I mean. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. So so what is what is purity though? Is I mean, spoken word rap. Or what it's is... it's not necess- It's not necessarily that. I mean, if you if you listen to Dave East, you know he's a traditional. Uh, He's a he's a rapper's rapper. He's a traditional type. Yeah, he's a technical rapper. guy, right? I mean, it, it, technical. I mean, what what? It, it just he's just a. It follows along with this. I guess I don't really call. I don't really want to call it a format, but I'll just say a format of how everything has gone from the '80s through the '90s. He would have probably fit in along perfectly in the '90s. You know, early 2000s, but then, of course, once technology came about, people started experimenting uh, with with whatever, throwing it on the internet, which has been a, a great thing and as well as a bad thing. You know, in the hip hop industry, I just feel like Dave East is probably—he's not saying it's not art. He just said he thought the song was trash. You know, and I, I could respect it. A lot of people did think the song was trash. I mean, I think it's catchy. It, it's ringing the first week, I guess, that, that everybody started playing it. It was a catchy song. I was jamming. I was bumping to the to the beat and whatever, and to the yeah. to his cadence and how he flowed on it. But am I gonna say, oh my God, this guy is like the 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 second coming of a <laughs> of a elite lyricist? No, not at all. When yeah. I think. Dave Beast is about, he's the type of guy that's about lyrics and substance versus popularity and whatnot. That's, yeah. that's I mean, and I mean, I'm not defending or defending either one of them, but that's why I feel Dave Beast is, is thinking in his head. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. And I don't know, man, I, I, like I said before, I know and I believe everybody's entitled to it. Yeah, it's subjective. But, subjective. but when, you, when you look at history of rap past present um, and you compare rappers from every different part of the country 
every different style, whether they're fast, slow, whether they're, you know, technical, not, there is no, there's consistency in some, some realm, but then there's no consistency in some other realm. So it's, it's just like any art, it's just like a painting, right? There are certain styles of painting, you know, certain brush strokes or whatever you would call it, um, uh, you know, or, or pen strokes or, or whatever it is. That you would call it, but everybody has their own style. So I'm just trying to say this: when when Nelly came out with that, uh, or no, what was that? The Texas Tycoon came out with Country Rap Tunes, and Nelly did the thing with um, Cruz. I didn't hear anybody coming out saying that. I just think this is a young guy getting hated on because he's a he's. But but then again, you know, some of those guys have been around for a long time, right? So, but then I think this is just one one of these guys who, you know, maybe maybe had his song on SoundCloud or something else like that. And it just blew up, and he didn't quote unquote put in the dues that other people had put in. And I don't always think putting in your dues is necessary if you have talent, because there is people, there are people out there that are extremely talented, and they can put in whatever dues that they want to do. You know what I'm saying? And they'll yeah. never make it, or sometimes they will. But but you know. I don't think that I, I think there's I think you miss a lot of talent if you just look at the guys who put in their dues. Yeah. You miss a lot of talent. I, I know that there's consistency, I know that there's longevity, I know that there's creativity that 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 you know sort of spans the course of time rather than you know one or two, you know, really good songs. Like I'm not saying every one hit wonder, you know, uh, has a place in the Hall of Fame, but I am saying that, you know, if you just I don't know. I personally think if you just look at at guys that have been around for a long time, then you're gonna miss you're gonna miss out on some talent that is you know that that also deserves consideration. So I don't know, but I, I get his point. I, I get the point. Yeah, totally yeah. I mean, it's a it's a uh, it, it's a long conversation for me. Uh, it could go on forever, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. I don't know, man. Whatever. But then, but then, right out, you know, right after this guy's song on the radio, you'll hear like a blue face song, that that Tatiana song on the radio, and then you'll be questioning, you'll be questioning time, space, and existence. <laughs> so, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well. Um, yeah, man. Whatever y'all got for your love box, let us know. Happy anniversary to you, Jay. Same to you. Yeah. Cousins for life, but show partners for a few years now, and it's been great. So, on that note, you know, tell the people where they can find us. I, all the things, will be on the lookout for some new possible, possible hashtag blackout podcast merchandise. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, just maybe. We'll see. Yeah, with Twitter, Instagram, hashtag blackout pod iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spreaker, maybe Spreaker, YouTube, email us topics, hashtag blackout gmail.com. Send us a voicemail, 3853BLAKPC or 3853252572. If you guys are playing video games, want some, uh, some cool gaming stuff that comes in a box, hit up bossboxes.store. Uh, Enter Blackout 10 to get 10% off your Boss Box subscription or 
Any other pairs box box boxes box boxes? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hit up uh, hooks rubs hooks rub dot business dot site, or you can just go to Etsy, search for some hooks rubs and spices, get yourself some some good tasty stuff for the summertime, and uh, yeah, check out that that we smoke meat TV. Get yourself some some nice uh, recipes to cook out in your backyard when you're smoking. And there you go. I would say hit up it's uh, hey it's Jay, <laughs> but uh, it's been a while since I uploaded anything. Uh, it's an it's an expensive habit that I have, and I'm kind of trying to slow down. But <laughs> maybe you'll get some throwback videos from stuff that I have uh, maybe you'll get that soon if you care about that type of stuff you like art yeah, designer toys yeah hit me up let me know yeah definitely check it out um, definitely definitely check out HJ some good videos on there and yeah we smoke me TV I'm trying to uh, trying to uh, add another unboxing here soon so yeah definitely peep those Sweet. And yeah, man, uh, thank y'all for listening. Definitely appreciate y'all. And I'm blacking out. Blacking out.